It's time for the 32081 Scoreboard Show. Let's recap the latest weekly scores and highlights from around the county. And I'm the Todd, and as always, my co-host right here on the 32081 Scoreboard Show, Mr. Anthony Richards from the Ponte Vedra Recorder. How you doing, Anthony? I'm doing great, Todd. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Hey, listen, you know, um, before we get it, I, I figure we're going to start off with bad news and then go good news, because that's what people like. So we'll probably do the Nice game first, and then we'll do Ponte Vedra second. But I kind of want to tease your article, because you and I were kind of talking about this, that you know, yes, we're going to talk about a Nice football loss, but the Nice Athletic Department's had uh, kind of a heck of a fall here that you write about. Oh, yeah. No, it's, I mean, uh, you know, all the fall of fall sports are kind of wrapping up, you know, which means championship season, uh, you know, for all the fall of all of them. And uh, I know, uh, you know, Nice, uh, this past weekend, they actually uh, repeated as uh, state champs in uh, swimming, uh, boys swimming. So the boys swimming team uh, did their part. And, and, you know, now that's two years in a row. Now they've won uh, the state title. And then, on the Ponte Vedra girls, they uh, they repeated as well, but it's three in a row for them. So wow, so, uh, both, three, both, yeah, I didn't both. realize it was three in a row for Ponte Vedra. So both, yeah, Ponte Vedra yeah, so are just both, killing it. Yeah, both schools' swimming programs are, are uh, some of the strongest in the state. So uh, yeah, and then I mean a PB golf as well. Yeah, they're known as like a, as a power and you know, a force with the TBC in our backyard and all that helps. But uh, they won another state title as well. They're a boys' golf team. So yeah, just Ponte Vedra and Nice. It's not, you know, football is uh, kind of wrapping up, but all these other sports are wrapping up as well. It's kind of fun to just see all these, uh, these this new bling roll in, you know. <laughs> well, you know, and, it, and it's pretty cool, too, because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, we talk about the rivalries, but there's some fantastic athletes in the area. And you always see at the end of the year when they have their signing periods and stuff like that, there's always a number of kids from both schools. And it's great to see them both doing so well, not only in football, but the other sports, too, as well. Oh, yeah, it really shows how, how the, you know, this – it's the wealth of athletic talent that we have, you know, in this area. And it, as someone who cover, gets to cover it, I feel, you know, blessed to cover it and uh, just to help promote the, what these great accomplishments these kids are doing. What's it like, you know, real quick, before we get into the football games, what is it like for you? I mean, you, you, you and I have gotten to know each other over this year as we've been doing the show. And, you know, you talk about some of these kids follow you on Twitter. You get to know them. You talk to them after the games, stuff like that. And, and you, you follow, like, the swimming, the diving, everything, all these sports. What's it like for you when – when you start reading articles and you see these same kids that you covered in college or making stuff, or you see them on TV, you know, playing on a college level, what's it like for you? Yeah, it's really, it really is uh, pretty surreal and crazy to know that, oh, I, I covered that kid uh, as a freshman, you know, like at a high school level. And now he's, you know, catching passes and making plays or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever sport it is, you know, hitting homers, you know, at the, uh, at the college level, it's kind of just crazy to, you know, it makes it feel really, you know, really a small world to know like, okay, you know, and it makes it really special to know that you kind of have followed this, this person's career, you know, and you've got to see them as maybe, you know, I've interviewed people as a students as a, a freshman and they're, you know, they're like just yes or no answers. They're kind of, mm-hmm. kind of shy, you know, they're not, you know, as fresh as you expect from freshmen, you know, and by the time they're seniors in high school, they've, this may be the 10th time I've interviewed them in the last four years and they're just got it down pat. You know, they're, they're confident with their answers. They're just confident, you know, with the microphone in their face. And then it just continues on the college. And, you know, I, I really think that the interview skills is one of the things that I am like most proud of, you know, when I interview kids because like, you can see the growth. And that helps them, you know, even beyond. Like, you know, if they want to go, you know, they're going to go get a job one day. It may, you know, they may not be a professional athlete. They're going to need to interview. And so I feel like uh, I'm also kind of, you know, in a way helping just to kind of develop skills, you know. 
Well, I, I think that's a no-brainer, Anthony. I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, I got to take my hat off to you because you do a great job talking to these kids over the years. They get to know you. They follow you on Twitter. You know, I see you after the games, you know, talking to them and their faces are light up or mentioning their parents. So you do a great job in what you do, and, and uh, we appreciate everything you do to highlight the uh, student-athletes here in this area. All right, well, I appreciate it. Okay, so let's switch over to football. we got two games to talk about. Let's start with the Nice defeat first, and we'll finish off on the positive with the Ponte Vedra one. Nice, Niceville, 56 Niceville, 21 Nice. Nice got in the hole early with a fumble return for a touchdown. Then they had a block punt for a touchdown. It was almost like we were – it was almost reverse for Nice, what we've been seeing since the Fletcher game, you know? I mean, we, we've been so used to seeing the turnovers and stuff. But it seemed like they got into a hole too quick with Niceville, and they just couldn't call themselves out of it. And one thing I know is that in watching that game, they really relied on the pass way heavily in the first half, and they have used you know the majority of the time. But it just seemed like they just they they, they kept trying to fight out of it, but that hole just was too big. And then when Niceville got the ball, uh, they were able to score, even though the defense tried to hold them and stuff. But it it, it was it was it was a tough battle for Nice. Yeah, and, and and that's one of the things about going down early. You know, before you you know you blink or get kind of settled in, you're already down two scores. You know, and fourteen you know fourteen nothing or in that. And uh, now you feel like, well, we maybe we you know you still want to be balanced. Like in the back of your mind, you're thinking balanced, but also there's a little bit of we got to get this back. You know, we got to kind of cut in this lead. So we want to we need to score. We need to score quick. So you maybe you start throwing, you know, throwing the ball a little more. And and next thing you know, you, it's no longer a balanced attack. You are a little more heavily you know, one way to the one way or the other. And, uh, and then you just, it's hard to get back, you know, it's hard to reel it back in once you just start kind of getting in that mindset of passing, 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 you know, and, and, you know, changing up with a run once in a while. Um, so it kind of throws you off your game plan and I'm sure. They didn't yeah, quit. I, they know. didn't quit. They kept yeah, trying no. to come back. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, that, and that just shows, you know, obviously we know this, you know, I mean, you're a district champ and, you know, you don't get to being a district champ without, you know, having that mentality. This is a, you know, a team that they're gonna they're gonna keep fighting. It just um, you know it's it's tough. It's tough to get out of those holes. You know, I mean, and it helps that they were at home as well. You know, the crowd was still behind them and the support and all. But uh, also, Niceville, I think surprised. I think they surprised me. You know, sometimes with panhandle teams, you just don't know. Yep. You know, they, they yep. they're over there. You just don't know that much about them. And they they look like they're a legit team. I I think I wouldn't be surprised if they they're gonna give Bartram. This week, all all they can handle, and I wouldn't be surprised if they, they, they won that game. Well, and the other thing, too, is I want to say this, is that Niceville, you could tell they were used to this. Because, like, I, I texted you during the game, sent you a picture of their little mini tent city over there <laughs> that they had for their team. You know, I mean, they've been here. They've done this before. So that kind of leads me to my next question. Drafts obviously has a very good foundation for next year based on this year. Okay, they, they really turn things around. Especially you look at the receiving core, you're only losing uh, one receiver, I think it is. So you're returning that whole crew. Your defense is young. You got Jacob Curry, Noah Hodges. You got all those guys returning. They seem like, you know, now they've got a taste of it. Do you think this experience, not just for the regular season, but when they make it to the playoffs next year, do you think this is going to help them have that little bit of extra swagger, a little bit of extra confidence in themselves? Maybe that nice feel had that they didn't since they hadn't, you know, it's been two years removed, and some of the players on the team weren't there when they went mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to, to the playoffs before. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I mean, it's definitely going to help because, uh, you know, you just you, the coaches can preach it, you know, what it's like, what the atmosphere is like, you know, even how to get there, you know, the route to, to get to the playoffs. Um, but doing it, actually accomplishing it and actually being there and experiencing it yourself, there's nothing like that. 
So now that they have that kind of in the back of their mind and their back pocket, and they can go in next year. And you know, sometimes you get, you make these runs and you have a huge senior class. And so you just lose a large portion of your team, like half your team, like the majority starters. Um, you know, that's kind of, kind of how it was in Nice's last playoff run, but it's not the case this time. There's a nice mix. You know, you got, you're definitely going to miss that, that senior leadership and the, those senior starters and those guys that, you know, are a big heart of the team, but you know, they've also been passing it along to the younger guys and who have, who have got tons of playing time. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm sure, you know, coach drafts is, uh, you know, it's sour the way it ended, but the, the future is bright and I'm sure you can't wait to kind of, you know, already kind of get to those young guys and, and get them and molding them for next year already. And, you know, you look at some of those guys, you, you know, like you look at the Bryce Fricks, you've got the Kareel Carter. I can't wait to watch him on Saturdays. Um, and, you know, you've got like Big Mo on the line also. So you are losing some seniors. But it seems like the foundation is there. Where would you say probably the biggest question mark for Nice is going into next year with they're losing their seniors? Would it be the offensive line? Would it with Demo going out? I mean, where would you be looking at really for them to focus on strengthening going into the spring? I think, uh, yeah, the offensive line. And then, uh, you know, because like four of the five starters are seniors. So you're pretty much going to have an entirely new offensive line uh, next year. So that's, and, you know, and we all know how that's a, that's a, a unit where you got to know and feel comfortable and know what the guy next to you is doing, you know, in order to, you know, with blocking schemes and all. And if you don't, you know, guys are, you know, running through your line and getting to your quarterback. So that's going to be, uh, that's probably going to be, I'm sure, the biggest part of it. And then also the guy that they're, they, they end up snapping it too, you know, who kind of settles in at quarterback, um, you know, because even this year we saw kind of, you know, the guy, you know, that made it out of the off season, you know, isn't always the guy that finishes the year. So you've got to have that kind of depth, you know, at, at a quarterback. And I think they do have that, but it's also just kind of, you know, you've got all spring and all off season to kind of sort that out. And, you know, you hope that one guy emerges as the, you know, the obvious leader, you know, of the team, you know, which is what you want from your quarterback. But, but I've got to say something for this team to do the turnaround they did from the previous season with a losing record, win the district and go, you know, to the playoffs, like you said, I know it didn't end the way they wanted it, but for these seniors, you know, so some of which I've mentioned, they have nothing to hang their head low about. This was a fantastic season for them. They got everything righted. Like I said, I that Fletcher game was the the just a switch that I seem to have seen that they went on a tear. Um, I, I think they they just really have nothing to be upset about. They should be very proud of the season that they had. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, in like you know, obviously, you know, every team says the first goal, number one goal is win the district. You know win your district and then you go from there and you they know, did that gets it decisively you in, that gets you in the tournament yeah and they they won the district they you know they looked the part doing it i mean and you beat your top rival in order to do it i mean that's you know you, you can't ask for much of better than a senior year like anything after that you know a nice postseason run would have been you know great and, and gravy and all that. obviously you want to just keep playing as long as you can if you're a senior especially um but yeah no they can hang their hat knowing that they, they're leaving the program in in really good shape which i, I think is a big part of being, you know, that senior class, you want to leave knowing that you kind of left that legacy and now you can go off to college, but you can look back and in the next couple of years, you know, Nice is having success again, wins another district title yeah. or goes further in the postseason. You're kind of, you can look back and be proud of saying, Hey, we kind of started that, you know? So yeah. In closing, you know, Anthony said a great congratulations to coach drafts, uh, the whole Nice team, especially the seniors. You've got a season to remember by you set a great foundation, so congratulations, and I'm sure Panther Nation is very happy for you, very proud of you as well um, as you end your season in 2023. Now, as we move over 
to Pontevedra. Their season is not over, Anthony. Now, this is, you know, we, we were talking about it kind of flipping during the week. Now, you know, Creekside and Pontevedra had a low-scoring game last week. Then they come back, and now all of a sudden we're back up there with a 49-36 score. You and I in the past, you look at a score like that, you're like, oh, it was a shootout. Creekside got it, but no, Pontevedra got this one. Um, I just – I you and I talked about it. I just don't think – Beating a team in back-to-back weeks is easy at all, and I think you gave Steve Price, uh, you know, time to look at it and look at the defense and the film again, and they came out prepared. And the one thing I will say is maybe he listens to the show, Anthony, because uh, Brian Case had a phenomenal night at running back, but also they opened up the passing game, and Landon Oklahoma, I think, had, what, three touchdowns in that game? Yeah. So they really opened it up, and that's something I've been waiting to see. So – they they look like they're good now, but now they have a t- tough test in Buholz. Yes, yeah, and, and they opened up. You know, I mean, they also they had a fake punt, which resulted in one of the one oh of yeah, the, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, Landon Oakland's touchdown. So like they um, kind of opened up, you know, the bag of tricks, and you know, I mean, it's postseason, so like this is it. You know, you're not going to play a game for a while if you if you lose. So um, you know, you might as well you know just pull out all the stops, and and they did that, knowing that you know got you got to win, you got to find a way to win. So they were. It's definitely impressive to watch them how they they bounce back, especially you know after losing the last couple games. You know, it's kind of would have been easy for them to kind of say, uh, you know, oh, man, you know, like we're not the same team, you know, as we were earlier. What's what's wrong, you know? But no, they just kind of looked within and you know regrouped, and uh, yeah, that really you know kind of speaks to uh, you know speaks to the makeup of the team and the coaching staff. See, in my mind, I think, and again, I'm not you know getting in their heads, but this is just my take on this, Anthony. I think when they played Nice, that's a big rivalry game. You get up, it's at home, you lose. We all It doesn't matter if you're playing in the game or if you're a fan of a college or NFL team, whatever, high school team, you kind of come down a little bit. Then you play mm-hmm. Creekside, and in my mind, I think it was more of a little bit of a wake-up for them because I think they knew in their heart, they are saying, we're better than this. We're better than what we scored. We're better with the defense. And I think it kind of level set them. And actually, in my opinion, I think that might help them going – into the playoffs, yes, they got a tough test at Buholz. Don't get me wrong. And if you look at, it, I think Buholz has never scored less than thirty, and their defenses held the other teams. I think, geez, did anyone even score over twenty on them? I don't think so. No, yeah, I don't think. I think they pretty much yeah, just complete domination. Yeah, it's yeah. been they just dominated. <laughs> but that was the key. I think. I think you're right. I think something switched, and now, now you've got Brian Case, like I said on Terry. You got Landon Oakley. You got Cole Matson. You got Joe Mahoney, and you know on the defensive side, you got the Babins, the Grecos. Now we're maybe it kind of levels at them a little bit, and we're going to see them make a longer push. I mean, like I said, tough test and buholes, but I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a win here. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think uh, like you know, like you said, like buholes is their offense. Like, I mean, the closest te- the closest anyone's ever got to them is like fourteen points, I think. Was uh, like the, you know, I mean, so basically, no one's ever really even come close to really testing them this year. So I, it's kind of you almost wonder if they do, like if they do get behind early. You know, and they're and they're actually trailing in a game. You know, what do they do? Like they haven't really been in that scenario uh, for the most part. So it's you know, if Bonavitra can get up early, you know, force them to be, you know, kind of you know play even though they're they're at home, but like you know, feel like a little bit of pressure. You know, a little bit of we got we're playing from behind here. You know, we kind of you know throw the first punch. You know, and and uh, that's uh, I that would be big. And I think Bonavitra's defense is they're actually. I think they're they're primed. If anybody, if any defense is matches up well or is is ready to kind of slow down, you know, this vaunted uh, view holes attack, it's I think it's Pontevedra because they're only giving up 15 points a game, 
they hadn't given up 30 points all year until the Creekside game last week. So uh, it's it's definitely strength against strength. You know, Butthole's offense against the Sharks' defense, and uh, that matchup is probably going to decide who wins the game for the most part. Could this game turn out being very similar to the FSU high school game we saw with Panavija earlier in the season? I think, yeah, I think so. That's a good, you know, that's a good uh, comparison, you know, kind of going on a little trip, you know, making the road trip, um, you know, kind of having that business mindset of let's just take care of business. Um, you know, I think Bonavidra loves to be in that underdog, you know, they don't mind being in that underdog role, uh, which is, you know, they've been favored in a lot of games this year. So it's been a little while since they've been in that, in that position, but uh, you're definitely against, you know, in that position against view holes. So, but I don't think they mind that at all. I mean, people, you know, underestimating us that's fine let's just go out and you know hit him in the mouth and and do our thing and i, I don't think they're going to be that they're going to embrace the challenge they're not a team that would uh definitely like you know, veer away from oh facing view holes you know the mighty right. view holes so i, I think they're going to be ready for it it's going to be an interesting an interesting one for sure well i think another case too i was talking to someone from ponte Vedra about this game and one thing to kind of remember also is that it's only an hour hour and a half maybe for, for mm-hmm. someone to get to Gainesville. So to your point, yeah. we're not traveling like five and a half hours over to the panhandle. If you're part of you're saying, hey, we're only traveling 45 minutes to an hour, and plus a lot of people go to Gainesville for games and know a lot of people down mm-hmm. there. So we're not talking that it's a huge ride or, or you know a huge labor for them to get down there. I think that might help them as well, stay a little bit more fresh. Oh, yeah, and, and they'll, they'll, have a, they'll have the support there. There'll be a lot of part of Beecher fans you know, making that trip. So... Um, yeah, no, I mean, they'll have, that's a good point. I didn't uh, think about that. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot yeah, easier than making a five and a half hour drive. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's playoffs, you know, you definitely, you don't mind traveling a little bit for the for playoffs. You gotta be there to support, you know, support your group. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good test. The one thing is I know Buholes loves to, you know, they, they do it on the ground. You know, they kind of have this, you know, thunder and lightning attack. Um, you know, they, they really like, love to pound it. So obviously I think, Number one priority is stopping the run, or I don't know if you can stop it, but slow it down to where, and even if you get up, then it kind of maybe forces them to want to pass more. And they've got a talented quarterback, but he's only a sophomore. So, and one thing yeah. kind of has yeah. shown is that they, they can pressure, they can pressure the quarterback. So if you put a little bit of pressure on him, maybe force him into a, you know, a turnover, you know, and, you know, just get kind of get his wheels spinning in his head a little, a little quicker than he wants, um, you know, force them to pass. And I mean, that's what you gotta do. You gotta as the as in order to pull an upset, you got you have to be the one aggress you have to be the aggressor. You have to be the one initiating getting that, that favorite, you know, team in that in those positions that they're just not comfortable with. Well, and I think that's the thing. If you look at Panavija right now with who they have, you know, they've they they have got Robbie and Nick Greco, of course, they've got the Babbins, you know, so they've got the linebackers in the line to be able to put pressure on that quarterback. And like you said, it's a sophomore, you know, he's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you get the pressure on him and then you force him to make some passes, not, and you've got the secondary back there, you know, with the Joe Mahoney's, as we mentioned stuff, it could put them in a situation to what you're saying they haven't felt before and how are they going to respond? And then if Panavidra, in essence, can come back and say, put 14 points up in the first half, and, and that's, you know, little, I'm just saying, let's just say it's a close game. They put up 14. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you might have Buholtz going, what the heck? We haven't given up for you know what, what what's going on here, and you might see a momentum shift there. So, I I, I think this is going to rely on the on the Sharks' defense to really rattle the offense. I think they have the players to do it, but I think if they're going to win the game, that's where they're going to do it, and then let their offense just come on the field and do their thing. Yeah, and, and the one thing to look out for though is is I there was 
Creekside was able to run the ball and, and, and hit pretty good gash plays in the second half against mm-hmm. Pontevedra. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know if there was something that they had changed up at halftime that that Pontevedra kind of put through. You know, surprised Pontevedra. Right. Um, but uh, that's something to. It's just something I had. I hadn't seen a team run like that against the Sharks. Uh, so I don't know if Buholes can kind of, you know, maybe find out some, uh, you know, a blocking scheme or something that right. Creekside did that actually works. That's going to be something to look for. You know, especially if you're at the game. You know, just to see how, uh, you know, how, you know, if that translates over or if that was just a one half kind of. Okay, it's okay. That's not us, you know, type of thing. Right. Well, it's definitely sure that Coach Price and the Sharks are going to have a tough time down in Gainesville against Buholtz. So we wish them the best of luck over there. Anthony, as always, thanks for joining me. I hope we have a couple more shows to go. Hope it doesn't end this weekend, right? I hope we have more than one, just one more to go. But uh, thank you, as always, for joining us uh, tonight. Oh, no. Thank you. And uh, yeah, look forward to. Hopefully more playoff action. <laughs> and as always, like Anthony was saying, he was writing about the swim teams, the dive teams, the golf teams. Be sure to check him out over at the Ponte Vita Recorder. Also, you can check him out on X. That is at A-N-T-N-Y Rich. That is at A-N-T-N-Y Rich. For Anthony Richards, I'm the Todd. Thank you for listening to the 32081 Scoreboard Show. Thank you for listening to the 32081. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can join us for the next episode. I never miss an episode. It's the best. Until next time, take care.